Well, they say home is where the heart is, but uh, I don't really have a heart anymore. But like, I'm I'm still like high key living somewhere. You know what I mean? Uh, welcome, Beak. I suppose, unless this ends up being the first publishable uh, audio file that I end up creating, in which case, welcome to. Um, and you know, it's you know, I say audio file. If it ends up audiophobic, it's okay too. I don't I don't discriminate. Uh, my name is Mickey Soro. You may or may not recognize my voice. Uh, both of those are, you know, omens. Just take it as such. And this is my podcast, What's Mine is Ours. I am transitioning from TikTok into doing things where I don't have to show my face. Because my voice is kind of my gimmick. And that's all I got. Uh, all I have is one gimmick. <laughs> and it's my voice. So thank God it's an audio media, right? Um, so... If I do end up publishing these chronologically based on when I, uh, like, recorded them, I'm really sorry it took me that long to, to get the it word, this one might make a little bit more sense. Uh, otherwise, it just seems like I just got high and I hate an idea. But, like, no, no, no. I didn't get high today. I, I should have. <laughs> but, um, uh, I guess I just, like pounded two fucking monsters and he had an idea the energy drink no i mean i live in a small town there's no there's no sexually the only sexually available monster here is me unfortunately don't let my neighbors know that so i might have to move the microphone closer i'm sorry so um if i do end up publishing this shit uh in order of recording recordance um at the end of a previous episode i think i said something along the lines of Let's all just live in a trauma film. And, like, I stand by that, except also, no, I don't. But also, to what extent do I stand by that? And also, to what extent do I know I don't? You know what I mean? Do I don't? Um, so, I just figured, you know, Wikipedia, a lot of my uh, episodes this far have been just me scrolling through internet lists and just yelling shit into my laptop and be like, whoa, look at this list. So on the internet and it told me shit. And now I'm telling you jokes that are, like, tangentially related to what the internet's telling me, and also tangential to being a joke. So, whatever, man. I can still- I know that because I'm not using technical audio equipment, because I don't have any yet, uh, but I won't let that stop me, as much as I probably should. Um, I know that I can technically still build this as a comedy podcast, just because, like, the audio quality- and the fact that I think that this can still read as a podcast somehow makes it funny. And I don't want to be the guy doing the underhanded, like, intentionally so bad it's good angle. Mostly because I can't pronounce the word bad. So I kind of don't ever want to have to defend what I do using that word. So terrible it's good. Sure. Still feels a little sleazy to do it intentionally. That's why I'm doing it unintentionally. But, like, fully self-aware. I'm The part of me that understands what bad media is is, is backseat driving. In, in the back of my brain. And I'm not letting it come forward until until I hit the stop recording button. And then I go, it sucked. All right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, at the end of a previous episode, I was like, what if we all just like lived in a trauma film? I've seen a couple trauma films. I haven't seen all of them. They're still producing um, trauma entertainment. Like, I think they have at least one film that came out as recently as this year, or maybe it was 2020 specifically. For people that don't know what I'm talking about, Troma Entertainment, from their Wikipedia page, uh, is an American independent film production and distribu dist distribution company 
founded by Lloyd Kaufman and Michael Herz in 1974, and they produced low-budget independent films, primarily of the horror comedy genre. So, for me, autobiopics, dates fine. <laughs> and many of them play on 1950s horror with elements of farce, parody, gore, and splatter. Everyone likes a good splatter film. I like a good splatter film. You know, until the splatters tape, and then I go, bleh. But I like it up until then. I like horror films. I just, I don't, <laughs> can't do blood. But I do. So, um, yeah. So, they have a whole list of, like, trauma films and films formerly distributed by trauma. And I just figured I'd go through a few of them, whichever ones I can click on, whatever catches my eye, and kind of read the synopsis. Maybe I'll recognize it, maybe I won't. And I'm just going to go, based off the synopsis, do I actually want to, <laughs> to live in this trauma film? And I'm going to say the answer is probably going to be no for all of them, except for, like, I don't know, uh, Death by Temptation? I don't know what the one's about, but I'm, like, I'm partially deaf. I, I have hearing loss, so... Yeah, if anyone finds it sexy and in temptation of me, tempting of me, <laughs> hey man, whatever, you know what I mean? Just do it, like, at least six feet away from me where I can't hear you, but it's fine. Um, I used to wear amplifiers very, very briefly. I've been thinking of getting more amplifiers, and then I think about it, and then at least once a day somebody does or says something where I'm like, I didn't want to hear that, you know what I mean? Or like, I don't want to hear that happening. In like, you know, because I've heard it now, whatever this third party thing is becomes my problem. So like, I'm just, I'm fucking putting it off. <sighs> whatever, man. <laughs> and so anyway, first on the list is BC Butcher. She's pretty and her eye makeup is really good, despite the fact that I'm, you know, pretty sure she's a cave woman, which fair. I don't mean to discriminate none. I, you know... Anyone can do eyeliner, but I, first of all, I just don't look good in traditional eyeliner. Well, obviously, cave women are going to look better in traditional eyeliner. All women are going to look better in traditional, like, upward-facing, like, cat's eye eyeliner than I do. You could fucking put it on the dinosaur that's probably terrorizing her in this movie. The dinosaur's going to look great, going to look bomb. Okay, so let's see what this is about. Uh, a tribe of caves women. Cave Motherfucker. Uh, I don't know if you can, guys can tell, unless I'm doing a joke, I do this all in one take. Yeah, just thought I'd, just thought I'd say that, you know, it doesn't really have any, any <laughs> lasting impact on the way that these come across. Um, a tribe of, a tri, a tribe of cave women sacrifice one of their members after it is revealed she is having an affair with the tribe leader's man, played by Kato Kalin. No, is that what he is? He's an actor? I didn't... Huh. I mean, I knew he did something. Okay, wow. There we go. You know, if, if the role fits, you must acquit. Maybe he's a very good caveman. I don't know. They leave her body in the wilderness, not Kato Kalins, the, the lady. Um, and it is discovered by a prehistoric beast who falls in love with the dead, dead cave woman and vows to avenge her death. Fuck death. Death. Jesus fucking Christ. This is gonna be the worst episode. Uh, the monster known as the Butcher. You know, respectable. The Way before anyone knew what butchers were. But, you know, maybe it's the origin of the word. Who knows? 
hunts down the cavewoman responsible for her murder. Um, the film also features a music video interlude by Los Angeles. Los Angeles, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, punk band The Ugly Kids. Okay, so unless somebody edits it in between now and then, which I'm going to guess they don't or they won't because this film, oh, okay, it came out in 2016, but like, whatever, man. Um, Yeah, so the way that it's set up, it the, the, the paragraph break makes it look like it would be Los something. But, uh, it's Los Angeles. Hey, man, whatever. It's 2016, huh? I'm gonna say they did a really, a really good job on the cover. Um, it, like, like, I wouldn't have looked at this and ever been, like, 2016. Like, fully in the back, there's a lady in, like, cheetah print, and she's, like, doing, like, the traditional, I'm gonna do it, you guys can't see it, but, like, the arms behind the head pin-up pose. She's kind of, like, popping the hip a little bit. Like, not in a bad way. I mean, like, I don't know if it's comfortable for her. I don't know her personal mobility. But, um, you know, it's kind of it's kind of pin-up-y. They, they spoof a lot of 50s things. I think I already said that. They got this chick. She's got... Okay, yeah, she's Zoe Deschanel bangs. So I, <laughs> I probably should have known this was slightly more modern than... Um, yeah. Oh, my God. So Kato Kalen's working is what I got from the... Okay, so do I want to live in this film? Not really. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it would be interesting to speak to Kato Kalin, I guess, from, like, a true crime angle. But, like, I feel like I don't need to be attacked by, like, a prehistoric beast in order to do it. You know what I mean? I don't know. And I also, like, I'm not going to look good in the animal pelts. And I'm a vegetarian anyway. And they're, I mean, like, I don't even, like, they're they're clearly wearing things that are meant to look like animal pelts. But honestly, like, I don't even look at an animal print. Like, I'll, I'll put on a zebra print, and I'm like, is this, is this a bit too much? Keep in mind, I have a flaming red mullet. But yeah, we'll just pop on just like a, just a kiss of zebra. And I'm like, am I doing too much? Have I become extra? So, I'm not extra enough to be part of BC Butcher. Beware, children at play. <laughs> 1989. Uh, also known as Goblin's Caution. Kids are playing. Warning. My sister's texting me, uh, and attention, and fans, I think that's the French one, uh, directed by Mick Cribben and distributed by Troma Media. Okay, so the person's name is Mick, so automatically I have to be on their side. What a, what a, what a Mickey, what a Mickey I have to be on their side. The probably like three sentence blurb. The, the film follows the inhabitants of a small motherfucker rural town in new jersey whose children are, i can read are disappearing at an alarming rate and whose adults are simultaneously being killed in a ritualistic fashion it is revealed early on that the kids are being inducted into a cannibalistic cult that live in the woods the cult is somehow inspired or influenced by the legendary tales of the old english epic poem beowulf yo okay dude we're already living in this you know what i mean like you're going to sit here and you're going to tell me that there isn't a cult inspired by Beowulf? Because, like, I don't know, man. You know what I mean? Because, like, cults, you know, a lot of them don't come from nothing. Some of them, some of them kind of do. They kind of, like, spring up out of nowhere. Like, I don't think, like, Nixium was necessarily based in anything or, you know, kind of like, 
fucking love is one. I don't really know if they were really based in anything. And then like, but you know, a lot of times they're based in like, um, usually like a reigning religion at the time, but like every so often there's like a, you know, something from pop culture comes into play. Like, so there's the cult straight up internet cult of like, I guess I think it like blends Christianity and also Snape. Like, not even the Harry Potter universe, just, like, existence of Snape. You know what I mean? Uh, which must have gotten really awkward after Elon Rickman died. Um, but, like, yeah, there's this whole thing called, like, Snape Wives. And, like, they... Snape? Snape? Not Elon Rickman. Snape is portrayed by Elon Rickman was their god and their god husband. And, like, I don't really know. So, like, if they had exists... Straight up, there's already kids being indoctrinated into a Beowulf cult. Fucking, you know what I mean? Like, back in English, if me, which obviously I don't speak, <laughs> as we can tell, but I try to. It's my first language, but they don't mean I'm good at it. Um, but uh, back in, like, probably senior English in uh, high school, probably, not to break, but I was in, like, AP. I shouldn't have been, but I was. Um... I think I had my guidance counselor pull some strings. I was like, come on, tell them I'm smart, lady. She's like, I don't know. They're smart. It hurt to say. <laughs> no, it's a shout-out shout out school. <laughs> hey, man. Um, yeah, but definitely my teacher that year was, like, super into Beowulf. And, like, it's chill, I guess. I like wolves. I don't think there were any in the story. I think there was some kind of dinosaur thing going on. Fucking, I didn't really pay attention. Um, but it's definitely one of those pieces of media where it's like, I would honestly say it's more likely that a Beowulf cult exists in this reality than a Harry Potter, specifically Severus Snape cult. And it already exists, so I'm just going to say, Troma, you did it. We're already living in this medium. And it's just a matter of time until we find them. You know what I mean? And I want to be the one to find them. Uh, just because I didn't, I don't think I read to the end of the book. So I'm not going to be able to like, I'm, there's just going to be nothing for me to communicate with them about. You know what I mean? Like, I'll be like, hey, what's up? And they're like, oh, nothing much. You know, being a child cult in the woods. And I'll be like, oh. so stay in school, kids. It's <laughs> like, I don't know what you guys are up to. Blood Junkie 2010. Uh, again, epic looking cover, very intentionally old looking. It's somebody in like a, a scummy gas mask, like, you know, like a, like an old timey hazard mask, that kind of thing, sucking someone's blood, fucking in, in, in love with it. <laughs> I can't get enough of it. I hope it's accurate to what the movie is about. It's fucking awesome. I love it so much. Alright, uh, several teenagers go into the woods in order to have fun, drink alcohol, and smoke pot, and it redirects the pot, in case you just, like, in case you think they're actually lighting cookware on fire and just inhaling the fumes. Well, if there, Teddy, Mike Johnson, it's somebody, right? Begins to tell other stories, tell, sorry, tell the other stories about the old chemical plant. Years ago, an explosion caused the closure of the plant and the body of the plant's night operator was never found. Teddy claims that he read in his grandfather's journal that there was a man-beast, beast, Alyssa Edwards, uh, in the in the woods he would mutilate livestock. So we have kind of like a chupacabra thing. Uh, the group decides to travel to the old chemical plant to check it out, only to discover that there is something dangerous living there. 
I'm just gonna guess. Uh, they, 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 it's the, it's the thing they're calling Blood Junkie. Um, it was also filmed under the title Rocky Trails. And Rocky Trails to you, too. But, like, I don't really give a shit about the terrain. I just want to see the gaze mask, like, I just want to see the gaze mask suck someone's blood. You know what I mean? Um, it looks, so the character is just called the creature. And then they, they, they got regular, ugh. They have someone, Emily Triolo plays Rachel, and then someone named Kelly Cunningham plays Rachel's boobs. I don't understand why you need a straight-up tit shot in a movie called Blood Junkie. But it's not my call to make. My call to make is, do I want to live in this world? And again, I'm going to go with, we might already be there. Because, like, nuclear waste is a thing. Fucking shit going bang is a thing. Like, there's explosions all the goddamn time. Back when I was living in, like, unspecified southern Massachusetts town. Now I live in, like, unspecified middle southern Massachusetts town. Fucking a meth lab exploded down the street from my house. And I'm like, I didn't know. Because, like, you know, I felt the, I was at home, I felt the explosion. But also, so I'm really unsteady on my feet. And so I was just like, whoop, hey man, I'm tripping over nothing again. And then one of my friends texted me and was like, yo, are you good? Like, how big was that meth lab explosion? And I was like, how did you know I trip? And also, why are we calling me tripping a meth lab explosion? <laughs> but it turns out, so I don't know, man. Hey man, shit explodes. People own gas masks, especially retro ones. My mom's super big into antiques, not gas masks, but like, I'm sure we've seen them in the antique stores. So I think there, man. I think I think it's out there happening, and there's people doing separate body double shots for people's tits, and I think that is admirable, um, because, like, if somebody doesn't want to show their tits, they don't have to. I never want to show my tits. I just, I just do it anyway. I don't want to fucking case me. Probably don't. It's not going to be worth it. Cannibal, the musical from 1993. Alright, the guy on the cover looks like, um, the guy that got the surgery to turn himself into Ken, which, like, I fully support plastic surgery. I don't really support the way that they drew this person, just because, like, he doesn't look like he's having fun. <laughs> um, oh, boy. Oh, boy, this is a long one. It's got the whole fucking thing, which I'm not going to read for you. Uh, the finale song is called uh, Shape a Doinkle, which I th I think it's great. Um, all right, let's see let's see what happens. Uh, oh, okay, it's loosely based around the true story of Gilbert Hacker, uh, who is known as the Colorado Cannibal. Okay, okay. So we I don't even have to read it because like if it's loosely based on this true historical figure, then like. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're already living in the reality. Done. It's fine. I'm unaffected by it. You know, I think Ilford Picker died. So, Ilford? F-E-R-D? Sorry. Uh, whichever, whichever one it is. Uh, the entire class of Newcomb High series. Alright, this is another one where the whole thing is just kinda... Just weird here. You know what I mean? Um... High school located next to a nuclear power plant. Uh, power plant owner, Mr. Paley, does not want the facility shut down. Waterlake kills the students. Uh, 
radioactive marijuana plant. Hell fucking yeah, indoor bikini beach party. Okay. Well, I'm out of high school. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say we can live in this reality. I rule this reality okay because, like, I don't have to be part of it. I don't have to see it. If I smoke a pot leaf and it's got radioactive whatever in it, I guess we'll go to your, your nudie indoor beach party as long as everyone's an adult. I'm not fucking going to one in a high school. Also, like, have you seen what happens in high schools? It's insanitary. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to sit on the floor in a high school. I, I've worked in places with shit on the floor, and I would rather sit on those floors than on a high school floor. Because, like, I don't know what they're doing. So, yeah, Newcomb High gets the piece. Hell fucking yeah. Next one's called The Children. I'm just going to guess that I don't want this one because I don't want children anywhere near me. Um... It looks like we're doing some more waste from nuclear plants. It's a trauma staple. I don't know if you guys could tell. Uh, small New England town. This is another one that has the whole synopsis. Uh, oh, wait, hold on. I might have to, I might have to read this one. Because I skipped to the end and I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Rewind. Jim and Slim. All right. Two workers at a chemical plant in the New England town of Ravensbeek decide to call it a day and head up for the bar. Unfortunately, a large group, uh, a large buildup of pressure leaks from one of the pipes that starts to form a yellow toxic cloud that drifts across the ground. Meanwhile, a school bus is taking children home. After dropping one child off, five children are left on the bus. Okay, that's how buses work. After Billy Hart, the local sheriff, finds the idling bus abandoned near a cemetery, he radios his deputy and dispatcher. Billy orders a roadblock at the intersection of the main highway and the lone road leading into town, recruiting a couple of armed locals, believing that the children were possibly kidnapped. Oh, so that's not how buses work. Okay, never mind. Redacted. Uh, while John and Billy are on the road, they encounter Janet Shore, standing in the middle of the road, who's dazed like the other zombified children. Just throw that in there. Uh, pale-faced and apparently stunned as they put her in the car to drive her home. It turns out that Janet has not yet fully transformed into a radioactive zombie, but she gradually changes during one dur into one during the ride, is evidenced by her fingernails shown turning black. She could just be going through a goth thing. She could just be finding herself, man, you don't know. After they stop, she attacks Sheriff Hart, who is unable to dodge her while she flees the vicinity. Eventually, the zombified Ellen, Tommy, and Paul meet and work together. They are then spotted by the deputy, who radios the... By the way, spoiler alert, <laughs> I'm halfway through, uh, just so just so we know. Uh, they did uh, Three children converge in front of a general store when the dispatcher comes outside to hug them. Don't? <laughs> but is also roasted to death. How fucking yeah, death by comedy. Uh, is Her screaming is heard on the police radio dispatcher by John and Billy. Oh, okay. No, I don't get it. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I thought they were saying that they were roasted to death through the radio. Like, it's one of those, like, stupid, like, visual gigs, I guess, where, like, a sound actively kills somebody. I don't know, man. Uh, whatever. Billy shoots the zombies with his pistols, but the bullets have no effect on them. Ah, shut your fuck. Uh, for people that didn't hear, they, I just got a notification on my phone. Um, Kathy, who is not aware of the children's zombified state, uh, knocks Billy out with a glazed object in order to stop him from shooting him. Uh, she then finds Clark's roasted Clarky's roasted body and tells John, who runs upstairs and tearfully puts the child's body back to bed. 
What? The pool then attacks the adults while Billy instinctively picks up a, rec- a replica katana. That's my first instinct. <laughs> and chops off both Paul's hands as he howls in pain, which kills Paul as the fingernails on his severed hands revert to normal. Ellen then breaks through one of the windows with one hand, which is immediately severed by Billy and causes her to apparently die. Oh, the prediction. You know what it is. Billy and John then go outside with the sword in hand uh, to find the rest of the zombies. The remaining three zombies, Tommy, Janet, and Jenny, who the fuck is Jenny, converge at the upper level of John's barn, where they are found by John and Billy, who, despite Jenny's pleas to John, are promptly dismembered and killed. Holy shit. They're kids. The next morning, Kathy yells to a still-sleeping John that it's time. He wakes up and runs frantically into the house to help her deliver their third child. As they are delivering the baby, the camera pans all over the dead bodies, including Sheriff Hertz, but not Clarkies. All five of the zombified children are laying down peacefully and hicked up. Okay, not peacefully. After the baby is delivered, uh, John is aghast and wide-eyed as he notices that his newborn child is black fingernails while being breastfed by Kathy. Okay, so, I mean, you can kind of see the plot, coming, the plot point coming from a mile away. I'm just going to say, I don't want this one. I don't want to live in this. <laughs> uh, the, the, this one's a no for me, dog. I already don't want kids near me. I don't want radioactive zombie kids near me. I don't want to, like, somehow become impregnated by a radioactive zombie, like, pregnancy virus. Fucking, I don't know. I don't want any of that. Fuck that, fuck that shit. It's general horror, man. Like, it's straight up, it's horror for real. Combat shock. Oh, boy. Um... Oh, Jesus. Okay, I'm not gonna read this whole one. Uh, but the plot takes place in Staten Island. Yeah. It follows an unemployed Vietnam veteran named Frankie Doolan. Doolan? Doolan, living in total poverty with his nagging wife and his baby, who uh, is not maybe doing the best because Frankie was exposed to Agent Orange. Uh, he's also got some friends, and he can't get a job, and he's surrounded by the depravity of urban life and crime, and he loses his grip on sanity. Okay, so... Straight up. Yep, okay, so it ends with infanticide. Uh, spoiler alert, I'm sorry. This, <laughs> this came out in 1986. Uh, but yeah, you never know. Um, fucking puts the baby in the oven. Oh, man, he shoots his, his wife in the stomach, and he, um, drinks a glass of, uh, he drinks a glass of suicide. Holy fuck, basically, kind of. He drinks a glass of spoiled milk, and then he shoots himself. So... I'm going to be honest, I don't want to live in this one, but, like, I feel like we already are. You know what I mean? Because, like, combat shock, you know, shell shock. I think that's the word they used to use for, like, PTSD for people in the military. They called it, like, shell shock disease or some shit. So, like, dude, we're there. You know what I mean? Like, so I I think that's actually a really interesting trauma film. I think it's interesting that it came from them and it has nothing to do with radioactive waste um i kind of want to see this one because i do kind of want to see how Mm, yeah i do kind of want to see how like uh how weird they get with it like how i don't mean it in a bad way but like so based on all the shit that we've read so far like what are they gonna do what are the practical effects gonna look like 
where's the slime? You know what I mean? I or I do want to see if they do make it like, you know, scary and you know terrifying and depressing and horrible to watch, but like weirdly realistic for trauma. I think it'd be cool. Okay, so this one I referenced earlier, Death by Temptation. Uh, it's spelled D-E-F, like Def Leopard. I do want to know, what does it mean? What does deaf mean? Deaf meaning. No, the me- not the meaning of the word deaf. Okay, so deaf is short. Oh, cool. It means cool. It's slang. Okay. Her name is Cool Leopard? It's the fucking worst spin name. <laughs> Def Leopard, fucking awesome. Honestly, as a kid, I did genuinely think it was a Def Leopard, like D E A F Leopard, and I was like, hell yeah, because like I was supposed to go deaf as a child. So I was definitely like, hell yeah, there's a little leopard that's just like me. And it's like, no, it just means Cool Leopard. I think it's admirable that they call it deaf and not cool leopard. Cause they, and now I'm just picturing like just a leopard and you touch it and it's kind of like, you you know when you touch a snake and it's like weirdly cold and you feel like it should be wet, but it's not. If I ever touch a leopard, I don't want it to feel like that. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so deaf by temptation. Uh, oh no, oh no, oh no. Somebody has AIDS. Okay. Um, Let's see. I'm yeah, I'm just gonna IMDB this one. Let's see what the let's see what the little blurb is. Death by Temptation featuring uh let's see. Uh okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, this this looks like it could be good actually. The Samuel Jackson's in it. Um uh let's see. Sorry, I just, like, fucking scrolled incorrectly on my app. An evil succubus is preying on a... On libidinous? Is it, like, li- It's got, like, libido in it, but I don't know if it's the right word. Uh, Blake Ben in New York City. And while it stands in her way is a minister in training, an aspiring actor, and a cop who specializes in cases involving the supernatural. So, like, I kind of feel like it's a lot, like, standing in one's way. You know what I mean? Even if you are uh, an incubus. Uh, but what do I know? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's fine. Uh, related films include Bay of Blood. That lady is just marinating in the blood on the cover. Her tits are, it looks like her tits got sprayed by a skunk and she's doing like the tomato sauce thing. Um, Slaughterhouse. Yeah, okay, they got... Frankenhooker, yeah, it's just really there's, there's a lot of related films, the children and other trauma. There we go. Um, this one actually looks pretty cool. I don't want to live in this universe just because, like, I don't want there to be a succubus. Like, you know, like I think it's cool if she's here to hang, but like, it's no, I swear, I straight up. Yeah, she gave someone AIDS and then, like, literally stabs them in the back. Like, straight up literally. That's not right. I don't want to live in that world. But, you know, if she's just, like, passively aware of AIDS and maybe, like, supports the search for the cure, fucking, I don't know what succubuses do in their spare time. I don't know if they're socially activists. Also, something called, some somebody's viscera explodes. 
Fits a word for organ. I knew that. Um, I can't do viscera explosions. And that one's a no for me. Uh, Escape from hell. I'm waiting. Uh, also known as hell prison. I'm coming your way. And this is Italian. Femine? Infernally. Got it. Uh, one sentence plot. Um, a group of abused, scantily clad female prisoners devise a plan to rebel against their oppressors and escape from their penitentiary. Okay. I'm gonna say we're already living in this reality. You know what I mean? Why not take your, your shirt off and fight the man? You know what I mean? Hell fucking yeah, dude. Yo, if I got, like, penitentiarized, I, you know, uh... <laughs> I don't know what I would do, but I, it would probably be very similar to whatever these Italian women are doing in hell. Good for them. Um, it was seized and confiscated in the UK under Section 3 of Ex Obscene uh, Publications Act, 1959, and it's considered a video nasty. One of these days I'm going to have to do an episode on video nasty. Oh, see, like Thriller Killer. Fucking, it was a film. <laughs> uh it, it certainly was i got um in college you know when you when you have a college library card or you have a public library card depending on the library you might have access to canopy which is kind of like netflix if you really really like documentaries and also if you really really like forgotten um horror films for some reason it's weird there's a lot of like there's like you know like you know new cult classic stuff you know what i mean like i think the love witch is on there they might have they might have been moved to a larger platform but like that kind of stuff and i just remember that i was like hell yeah canopy i'm gonna get so educated and i fucking witched the driller killer and i was like i feel educated <laughs> uh okay so the next one is named father's day 2011 I vaguely recognize the faces of the people on the thing. Her tits are all the way out. I hope she is of age. Um, there's a guy wearing my glasses and grimacing at people. I already don't like this because straight up somebody's a rapist and serial killer. And it's like, would you would would you die? Would it kill you to just be a serial killer? But also, would it kill you to do none of those things? Well, I want to know. All right, this is this is a long this is a long one. I won't read the whole thing. There is a character named Twink. Cool, cool. Uh, and there's like some sort of religious bent to it because there's there's the guy to heaven, the angel, and God the devil. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to see. Amy Groening, I think, is a name I recognize. It might be it. Uh. Yeah, they might be it. Lloyd Kaufman, obviously. Um, they they might be it. Did I recognize from this? I thought I knew their faces. Um, so <laughs> let's see. Okay, so it's basically it's this is, you know slasher flick with a religious bent. You know, it's the religious people trying to find a slasher who uh rapes and murders fathers specifically on Father's Day. It's terrible. I don't want to live in that world. So, uh, okay, we're turning that one down. The first turn on. I'm so scared. Okay, do you think that maybe this refers to, maybe it's like a weird, cheesy, scientific retelling 
of the first time an electrical switch was flipped. Can we all have hope that it's what's happening? Are, are you feeling hopeful? Sucks. So, the first turn-on! Exclamation point. Uh, this is a 1983 American comedy film directed by Lloyd Kaufman and Michael Hurst of Trauma Entertainment. It's always someone named Michael. I'm, I will always say that. Mike, always a Mike. Always a Michael, always a Mikey, always a Mickey. If it's short for Michael, it's always a Michael. <laughs> if you see some shit going down, or you hear some shit going down, or you hear someone, like, probably laughing maniacally, or, like, admitting to shit that's gone down, just be like, is your name Mike? And it always is. Straight up, it always is. And half the time, it's me. And the, the rest of the time, it's my dad. <laughs> um, I don't mean to malign Will Michaels. It's just that I can. So I do. Um... Uh, so obviously this is a trauma film. It was the least in a series of four sexy comedies, uh, including Squeeze Play, exclamation point, don't like it, Waitress, exclamation point, don't like it, and Stuck on You, exclamation point, don't like it, um, ooh, man, okay, so, yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't think I'm gonna like this one. Um, uh, they got a whole thing. They got a ditzy hippie camp counselor, you know, the nerds, and the weed, and an elegant prostitute, their words, not mine, an ultra-cool yet dim-witted friend who whips it out. I'm just, like, skimming this shit. Oh, they would, they look at a porno mig, and, uh, uh, the, the turns out the hippie can't camp counselors into polyamory and they fuck in a bowling alley i'm just gonna say we 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 live in this real we're here you know what i mean so like and it's also probably not like the comedy aside that's also probably not that big of a stretch because this is a trauma film again that doesn't necessarily like have the most radioactive content you know what i mean um so like straight up you know if your camp counselor you know wears long flowing skirts majority of the time they're probably like a polyamorous pot smoking hippie and honestly good for them that's what i wish i could be um you know teenage boys looking at porn you know the hey man i've been told this but when i was a teenage boy i did not look at porn um did i i have seen porn i i i'm pro porn i'm pro people being able to like find it release but also i I've just never, so, <laughs> oh man, now you guys are going to know too much about me. Straight up, like, I would only watch porn for the aesthetics. And the minute they take their clothes off, it's like, oh, I was just looking at the lingerie. You know what I mean? Like, people will be like, someone could be vigorously masturbating next to me. Like, if I go to a porno theater, like, and somebody, you know, they've got the trench coat slightly open and they're just, it's my masturbation sound. Um, like, good for them. God bless. You know, it is still COVID, so maybe do that a little bit further away for me. <laughs> but, um, I'm also going to be the most annoying fucking person in the porno theater, because I'm going to be like, where do you, where do you think she got me? Where do you think I got her? These those are really cute. You think they got me? You know what I mean? I don't know if, I don't know if any of they picked up on whispering. But, like, you know, the whole time I'm going to be like, who do you think did her hair? <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? I'm gonna be like, oh, I like, I like this smooth jazz. Who, who is this? It's just people are like, shut up! I'm trying to fucking nut. You know what I mean? And it's just like, yeah, you can nut, but like, 
I gotta know the I gotta know the lighting specs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how did they get the soft focus on the camera? And then as soon as the penis goes in the vagina, I don't care anymore. You know what I mean? Because then I kind of want it to be a softer focus where I kind of can't see anything. And it's like I don't understand. But what was the why? What was the creative choice? Why is this not a fisheye lens? You know what I mean? Or like, why this lighting? Or who's your costume designer? Or who did the makeup? But then you know. The minute someone's clits getting licked, I'm going to be like, all right, uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I just threw up, so I actually need to get a refund from the concession. So, is my life sad? Don't answer that. Oh, no. Oh, no. I just left the page I was on. It brought me back to the page I was most previous on, which is for the fastest shed, which is a motorized shed. It's a shed that looks like a bus, and I, I jokingly sent it to my mom and was like, I might get this as my next car. Um, my mom can take a joke. My dad can't. I, my God, if I sent it to my dad and I was like, yeah, this is going to be my next car, he would find a way to hire the person that made it to run me over. And it's, but you know what? Circling back around, it's just Michaels being Michaels. Boys being boys, Mike's being Mike's. That's what we do. Okay. Um, So, um, friend of the world. Okay, gonna guess. Reference the public universal friend. Okay, probably not. It's an absurdist stage play. Oh, it's from 2020. Okay. Um, oh, well, Brennan is a dark comedy body horror film in 2016. Da 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 da. It was produced. Board Panda was into it, and the aftermath of a global disaster. A young filmmaker, Diane, is trapped in a war bunker. She encounters an insane war general named Gore, you know, who seems to be her only hope of surviving the apocalypse. Uh, these people made it. Chill. Cool beans. Um, just gonna say, it's probably happening right now. Probably, probably happening right now. We're already in the world, my friends. Hanging Woman. Uh, the 1973 Spanish horror film, uh, also known as La, La Orgia de los Muertos, The Orgy of the Dead, or Beyond the Living Dead, Return of the Zombies, and Bracula, Terror of the Living Dead. Is it is like Brad, like Braz? Oh, oh, man. Oh, it's a Spanish-Italian horror film. That's how you know. Spanish horror films, I've only seen a few. I'm really into them. Italians, I'm going to say... And this isn't even about their filmmaking. I'm just going to say Italians are pretty hit and miss on everything. And it's majority miss. And I'm just going to say that because I am Italian. So, and look how good I'm doing. It's just, just a miss after miss after miss. It's like throw a mister in there sometime. <laughs> Terrible. I'm sorry. Um, let's see what we got going on. Uh, Sergei Chekhov um, inherits his uncle's estate, only to discover that Professor Droyla, a made scientist who's taken residence in the basement, uh-oh, is Chekhov instigates further. Well, he should, you know, when he goes down to the basement, he should, like, bring a gun. Uh, <laughs> he learns that Droyla is reanimating the dead with the help of a necrophilia grave rubber by the name of Igor? Igor? Depends on who you ask, depends on how young that Frankenstein is. Zombies turn against him. Yeah, because he fucking busted their shit, yo. Like, I would go against him too. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, sorry. 
I was too busy being brought to life, and you were watching? What are you, a fucking perv? Yeah, I fucking... I don't really know what's going on. I don't really know that the title relates, but, you know, it's for the best. It doesn't. I don't really want to see an orgy of the dead. I don't. I definitely don't want to see anybody get hanged, so, um... But I don't really want to live in this one. Because, like, I enjoy estate sales. Like, not the fact that somebody has to die for me to get to the estate sale, but, like, I like going into people's houses <laughs> consensually when there's a sign that says estate sale, come on in. Um, so, like, I don't want to ever have to walk into an estate sale and be like, okay, but, like, is somebody reanimating the dead downstairs or, like, is it where the bargains are? So I'm going to say I don't want to live in this reality. Sorry, hanging woman. Hectic knife. There's my nickname in college because I bought a bunch of switchblades and I just kept fucking losing them. It's not true. It's true that I kept losing them. I kept buying them. But uh, it's not true that anyone gave me a nickname about that. Uh, all right. Oh, by the way, this was from 2010? 2017. Okay, sorry. Um, plot. Yeah, you you bet. Hectic Knife is a meta, meta home. <sighs> I was doing so good. Meta homage parody of superhero genre films in the vein of Airplane and not another teen movie. Yeah, I always said those were kind of the same idea. <laughs> the film is a deconstruction of the generic character types and origin story tropes of big budget Hollywood movies featuring a dark and brooding anti-hero or vigilante such as Batman and the Punisher. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't- I never really was a big superhero guy. Um, so, like, but also it would be cool if they existed for real. But then it also means that a villain named Hectic Knife exists for real. I don't know about this one, man. Uh, oh, wait, what do they call it? Gonzo Splaterific. And the tagline is, Blood, Babes, and Bagels? Yeah, I want to live in this one. I like bagels. That one's fine. This one gets a piece. I want bagels. <laughs> Jeff Town is a 1998 documentary shot and directed by Daniel Dan, Daniel Krauss and distributed by Troma, though obviously. It uh, chronicles the life of Jeff Town, a 40-year-old Iowa City resident who has Down syndrome, obesity, alcoholism, and circulation problems. Wait a second. It's just a documentary. So we already live in that world. It's a documentary. We, the, Jeff Town was a real person. All right, so I guess they, they, uh, they won. They, we figured they went out. Uh, I hope that this one I'd actually also be interested in seeing. Uh, I hope that they treated, uh, my boy Jeff with respect. I, I'm sure they did. I mean, like, I hope they did. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I, I can't really. This one's a documentary, so I can't really. It's kind of can't really say no i don't want to also why would i not want to you know what i mean like people are just people are just people you know what i mean man anyway killer condom i'm just gonna say no i'm just gonna say so i think i've seen this i think i've seen this i'm pretty sure after i watched teeth i was also like what else is kind of along the lines of teeth and i think i vaguely watched this and i know i was high and I'm probably drunk. Because <laughs> I don't really drink so much anymore. Because I'm pretty sure I ruined my insides. Just like a little bit. Um, but uh, back in college I was like 
<laughs> hey man, <laughs> I was a different person. Um, a better person, but you know, a different person all the same. Uh, so I definitely, cause I got super into teeth. Like I got, I got like two into teeth. Like I think I was the only person that really non-ironically liked that movie. And like, you know, it's campy and it's me. It's not, it's not a great horror movie from what I remember, but I got like two into it. And I was like, well, is there more? Is this a genre that like exists? Like outside of it just being horror, like sex, murder, sex parts, you know, genre. And there is. And I'm pretty sure I watched at least a part of this. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say I didn't finish it because it seems like it's in German. And I do not speak German. So just to, just to read. Just, uh, yeah, briefly. So basically, there's a gay detective. Yeah, oh my god, I remember this. His name's Macaroni. Detective Macaroni. He, there's a hotel quickie. Everyone's fucking getting attacked. And he's like, what's going on? And it's that there's, like, a six-foot condom, and it's fucking, like, taking the shit out of people. Yeah, killer condom. I, does that say something about me? That there was a point in my life where, like, <laughs> killer condom and teeth were two of my favorite. It was, like, only, like, a week, bro. But, like, does it... I feel like it says something about me. I'm open to it. It's fine. It's fine. Don't Don't let me know what it says. But uh, one of the top quotes is, what can a man do in New York if he's lonely and he's in the dick? Hey, man, is this why I've never been to New York? Because I'm a lonely guy with no dick? Is it why they don't want me there? I, am I not allowed to see the Statue of Liberty in, in such a condition? Whatever, bro. <laughs> do you have to fuck the Statue of Liberty when you get there? Just one. Just asking for a friend. You know what I mean? Is it like her whole deal? It's probably a trauma film. If it's not, hit me up. Um, the latest horror film, but it was filmed in 1982. I feel like we've had at least one since then, but what do I know? Long plot. All right. Seems like one of the main characters' name is Vinny, and he likes to smoke. And I'm just going to say, again, is an Italian. We're already living in it. Don't even have to look at the plot. You know, guy named Vinny who likes to smoke. Hey, man, it's one-third of Italy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it is certainly uh, probably, like, two-thirds of Boston. So we are there. Uh, we're good. We're Gucci on that one. Uh, oh, no. Lust for Freedom. This one made it to the Keynes Film Festival. 1987. It's a women in prison film, uh, which is kind of like, a, you know, like a, they call it a whip film. It's a type of exploitation film. It's in the kind of very 70s, where it's like, you know, bad shit happens to people, but how do we make it sexy? You know what I mean? Or like marginalization happens to people, but how do we like make it like, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? An exploitation film, you know, like let's OK, first of all, let's for people that don't know what I'm trying to say. Not always, it wasn't always bad things or, like, whatever, but how do we make it sexy? But definitely, like, women in prison <laughs> film, you know what I mean? Or, like, there used to be, um, uh, yeah, I'm just, like, yeah, GLO fools under the, I'm just, like, reading this shit now. Um, 
And see, like Nazi exploitation falls under that. Nudist. There's a whole separate subgenre of specifically nudist exploitation exploitation films, like just shit happening to nudists. You know what I mean? Uh, rape revenge film falls under the. You know what I mean? And then also there's um. You know. You know what I mean? It, you know what I mean. It, 70s films, <laughs> effectively, is what I'm trying to say. Um, I can probably do an episode on exploitation films at some point. Um, also, I was almost a woman in prison. I was never a woman, but I was almost in prison. So. I don't know. So, <laughs> uh, this was almost me. This was almost me. Um, the film is narrated by Jillian Cates, an undercover detective who witnesses the murder of her fiancé partner. It's what those are. Uh, during a drug bust that has gone wrong, Jillian takes a road trip afterwards and is kidnapped by the corrupt Georgia County Police and Prison Force along the California-Mexico border. Mm. Okay, picturing a map. I'm not Canadian. That's a long way for uh, Georgia County. I'm guessing it's in California. If it's just straight up a county in Georgia, that's a long drive in a police cruiser. Um, she's framed for a crime she didn't commit. Hey, man. Same, bro. Uh, she's sent to prison where other kidnapped women have been sent and are subjected to abuse, and they will escape. Okay. Just going to say we live in this reality, kind of, sort of. Prison breaks used to be a really big thing. Prison reform should be a really big thing right now. Um, but, uh, hey, man, I would have tried if if they... I would have been like, no, 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 don't stand in my way. I'm making a film reference. And then I would have tried to bust out of there. And, you know, luckily I didn't end up going to jail because I would have sucked at it. Um, so... The next one on the list is called Mad Dog Morgan. Um, it's called a Bush Ranger film, which is an Australian Western, kind of the idea of a spaghetti Western, which is an Italian version of an American Western. Bush Ranger is the Australian idea of a, <laughs> of an American Western. Um, is this based on a true story? I feel like I've heard this name before, at least. Um, so I'm just skimming the plot real quick. It looks like there, uh, is, like, I didn't know they had gold fields in Australia. Unless, of course, I'm wrong, and they're pretending they're in America, which is fine. I don't think we still have gold fields anymore, so, like, sorry. Um, so, um, it look. oh, God. Oh, God. I don't want to live in this one at all. So, first of all... This guy sees um, there's like a, a hate crime against uh, a group of Chinese people that are working in the gold fields. So that's not good. Also, um, so he's arrested just for being a witness. Is it how I'm reading that? And so he's sent to prison for six years. Uh, he's sexually assaulted. Um, when he gets out, he makes a new friend who is an Aboriginal man. And, uh, together they fight the vicious superintendent, and somebody dies, and I think it's the main character. So that's really sad. I don't want to live in this one. This is horrible. We got, 
It's straight up hate crimes, straight up sexual assault, straight up no justice served at the end because he fucking dies trying to stand up for himself and his new friend and also the people whose murders he watched that he was just kind of there for. It sucks. Bid. No, no. No, thank you. Monster in the closet. Already living it. Not even going to read it. <laughs> I'm already there. You know what I mean, man? I'm a monster. Well, I drink is a monster. You are what you drink. I'm also a terrible person. And somehow the majority of people don't know I'm queer. So I know we'll read it. After a series of murders in San Francisco that will take place inside closets, a reporter and his scientist friend decide to uncover the mystery and save California. The, the Red Hot Chili Peppers will thank you. The killer is revealed is a monster in the closet and is responsible for the gruesome attacks. Okay, so, like, I don't want to live in this version of this world. I'm fine with being a monster in a closet as a person. Um, but also, like, honestly, for such a small apartment, I kind of have a swanky-ass looking closet. You know what I mean? Like, it's, like, bigger than, than, it's bigger on the inside. You know what I mean? And it's, like, I don't want to, uh... I don't want to give that up. I don't want to, I don't want a monster to take up residence inside of my closet when it's like, well, you know, maybe I went to Savers and bought more hideous old man golf shirts because it's who I am. <laughs> you know what I mean? And maybe I need room to hang those up. And if there's a monster in there, how do you breach the conversation with the monster? You know what I mean? Where it's like, how do you politely ask, hey, can you, hey man, I'm sorry. I know you're killing in there tonight. It's just like, I got a new polo, <laughs> and I don't know, man, I don't, you know, so I think we'll stop there. I think overwhelmingly I do not want to live in a trauma film. Um, I just know I have to be around an hour, so we did it, my friends. Um, some of them, yes, some of them, no. Um, definitely don't want to live in an exploitation film. Probably don't want to live anywhere near radioactive waste, but also I would never have to dye my hair green again. And also, like... I have red hair now for work, but it's like, you know, if my hair was just naturally green, then they couldn't tell me no. All right, I'll consider that one. But anyway, thanks for coming along with me, you guys. Sorry this one was a lot of me just stammering into a microphone, because apparently, like, the minute I need to read, I just can't fucking do it. Um, it's okay. You know, also, like, the implication there is that you guys believe that when I'm not on video or audio... Um, that I can read, and it's absolutely an implication I can live with. So I, re I rescind what I said, let us continue not living inside of the trauma universe, unless slightly further down the list, like, shit gets good. I don't know, I mean, it's all, you know, but, like, I don't want to live in these, but maybe I do. Who's to say? Uh, so inconclusive, in conclusion, inconclusive. Thanks for coming along. Uh, it's okay if you hear a monster in your closet, it's probably just me, just being gay. And I'll see you guys around, except it is an audio medium, and I don't even care that I say that anymore. So, see you guys next time. Bye!